This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Youth Impact on 105.4 FM at Otago Access Radio in collaboration with Volunteer South. Here, we will take you down the world of volunteering and the impact you can make in your community. Welcome to The Youth Impact. Welcome to your impact. Can you believe no one told me it was Earth Day two weeks ago? The environment has kind of been a lot of my episodes and no one thought to tell me. <laughs> Welcome back to the Youth Impact. Um, I'm here alone again, as you can see. Still perfectly fine. Honestly, I'm kind of getting used to it and I'm enjoying it a little bit. I'm enjoying the time we have together, just one-on-one. Uh, today, well, this week in general, I haven't had the best week. It's been very stressful. I've had a lot to do. Um, which is fine. I at least got everything done. I did almost forget to record the show today, but like, here we are. We've done it. So I thought with all the stress that I've like gone through this week, I thought we'd talk about some good vibes, uh, cause I need to feel better and maybe some people out there need to feel better. I think it's back to school now. Um, so sucks to be you guys, honestly, that's rough. But I thought we'd talk about some good things that are happening. I have a few quotes that I've actually saved because I'm going to be one of those people that tells you a quote, but I like them, so you'll deal with it. And I also have some articles of good news that has happened around the world because I think, you know, I think we need some good news. News in general, I hate reading the news. I hate the newspaper. Like, I don't hate it, but like, you know what what I mean? Like, it's always so, like, grim and reality itself is just crushing we all know that it's like true things that are happening but it doesn't mean it doesn't suck because there's also good things that are happening but they uh don't make the news so i thought i'd just uh share a little that i found so i've got some like wee sciencey ones that i'd still thought we'd start with because uh i do love some good breakthroughs in science but apparently there's been a radical solar breakthrough that allows energy to be stored for 18 years through, like, solar power. There were Swedish scientists, too. I don't think that makes a difference. I just thought I should let you know that they've done a really good job. They've done such a good job that they've designed a microchip that stores solar energy into a liquid, which, brilliant. I love that because, obviously, it stays for longer. But forbidden juice is what I'm hearing. I'm forbidden sun juice. If I drink, what happens? I sorry. Uh, I get very distracted very easily, but I I do have many questions. It's one of those things. You can technically eat it once. You can eat anything once, at least. Kind of getting off topic. So uh, to keep going with science, really. This, I actually remember a thing like this happening years ago, which this is a, some Texas scientists have created a protein that breaks down plastic. Um, I remember them discovering, and like not these scientists specifically, but I remember scientists discovering specifically an algae that could break down plastic. Um, And 
just because we'd lived it so much that it's evolved, which first of all, very upsetting that I even had to do that, but also very scientifically impressive that it could do that. Um, And like, I didn't see it ever go anywhere. And then I did find out that plastics are all kind of different, which is kind of like this one. This one specifically breaks down plastics called PET, P-E-T, polyethylene terephthalate, terephthalate. It's PET anyway, which is the plastic that's used in like drink packaging, textiles, and polyester carpet fibers, apparently. Uh, Very interesting. And probably... Like, I, I imagine drink packaging, like, bottles itself would be just a huge part of, um, you know, our waste. Oh, look, there it is. This kind of plastic takes up 12% of all global waste. So 12% doesn't seem like a lot, but that's still a lot of plastic, like, in the amount that we produce. So I would love to know, like, how it works, and if it will ever be implemented, like, into... Like, maybe they'd do, like, a recycling thing, you know what I mean? How you could, like, put those in the recycling and then it would break it down. So I'm hoping that they'll get that up and running for, like, industrial application. But that's, I don't know, I think that's actually a great thing that's, like, you know, we're adding. Again, huge fan of the environment. Actually, a lot of these articles that I picked out are environmental, which really bumps me out that I did miss Earth Day to do an Earth topic. Um, So maybe I'll do another one. Or maybe this is it. Uh, because the next article I picked is that U.S. cities are composting their food waste to help farmers and cut emissions, uh, which I think really started with California and the new water restrictions that they have. So they have to learn to be more efficient uh, because food production requires so much water. So, you know, you can't just be, like, wasting it, um, especially to the farmers themselves. So, yeah, I it's very interesting to see, and it's honestly a great thing, like, composting. Um, it's something that everyone should catch on to. It's pretty easy that I found. Like, we, had a com- we have a compost outside our house now. Uh, we just started it. Obviously, it was very big when we started, and it's already started shrinking itself because it's just kind of eating itself I guess I don't know how compost works but it's definitely not as like invasive and big as I thought it would be like in our garden but yeah thrilled to say that that's a thing that a lot of by the look of it a lot of American cities have started doing um just to help farmers in general and I guess it's also reducing the landfills that they have uh because obviously like I think food waste takes up like 20 percent of landfills so and they they produce a lot of carbon dioxide because you know it's rotting food um so yeah it, it would be really it's pretty good that they're doing that and i think it's a thing that everyone should start personally um but yeah it's just me um yeah i don't know how how else you'd get around it i can't just suggest maybe give your food waste to a friend to compost Maybe you can. Maybe if we implemented more like a, um, I don't know, like almost like a recycling bin, but for food waste. Is that a thing that already exists? I feel like that might be, and I could be completely wrong. But I do love a good separate bin situation.
Actually, I might break up the articles that I keep saying with uh, one of the quotes that I have. I have quotes from fictional characters because, personally, I really like fictional characters. I think they're neat um, just because someone else has created them and they are someone else's complete like fabrication of their imagination, and yet they can say something... I don't know, that really sticks with you a bit. I've taken some ones that stuck with me in particular, like the characters that I know, and so I'm hoping that you guys know as well. So the first quote I thought I'd talk about is uh, a classic from Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender, one of my absolute all-time favorite shows, which is, it is important to draw wisdom from different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Sometimes you just have to get, uh, well, yeah, your wisdom from many different places. You learn different things depending on the different situations, the different uh, things that are going on in life. If you just chose to take your wisdom from one particular place, you'll end up being not like kind of narrow-minded, really. You only see and like almost have like tunnel vision. Um, so. I think these are words to live by personally. I have a few more, but we'll get back to that after the more articles. Yeah. In science again, and also healthcare, we have a newer, safer MRI machine uh, that has been developed in Ohio State. So this was something that I was like, oh, maybe I won't bring it in. I'm not very good at science or healthcare or know a lot because the title also says offers cataclysmic advancements in oh i know what that means i saw a big word and i got scared but i do in fact know what cataclysmic means i should really read more um but yeah i i saw a lot of big words in the article itself um and i was like oh maybe this isn't something i can read the article itself has been very kind and it has made a list of like the four things that it does better than the mri machines now so, first of all, it can take an image of the lungs. I didn't know that they could do that. I thought an MRI machine was fully brain, and maybe it was before now. Um, and I guess this is an... I really didn't know a lot about MRI machines going into this. I was just very excited that something new was coming out. But that's one of the things that's happened. Uh, another thing, it's actually cheaper. Uh, I because of the the way that it's built man I'm, I'm not reading this article well I'm going to just try not to say anything more I'll just run through it uh, it can also take image of hearts with implants and it significantly cuts down on radiation exposure that I will talk about because that is something that I know is very scary when you hear the word MRI with radiation because radiation is a very scary thing um, obviously in huge doses and it's very safe in small ones but it's also a little unnerving when a nurse comes in in a full radiation suit and you are there going, about to go into the machine so I I understand the fear and I I like the idea that it's even less than uh, what it was um, this, I am all for this because I hate mowing my lawns this is no mow may which was the thing in the United Kingdom, and 
uh, is being moved to North America, which I think that we should move here because here's why. No mow may. The point of it is to obviously not mow your lawns and allow the weeds to grow because it's all like dandelions and stuff. Why would you do that? Bees. It's always bees. I love bees. I want them to eat. Feed them. Don't mow your lawns. Uh, leave weeds. Feed bees. You know what I mean? So it's you may not like dandelions personally to me i think dandelions are really pretty i i like the color i like how small they are i like how fluffy they are i like that they turn into the the other dandelion i didn't realize they were the same plant for a very long time <laughs> embarrassingly long but i like that it has like two stages like that um and both very pretty but yeah don't mow your lawn for three to four weeks uh, to increase the flowers, which will increase uh, biodiversity for bees. I already don't mow the lawn because my lawn is already very weird-shaped and I don't want to. Um, but, yeah, I definitely would love to see this be uh, more of a thing. Just for, I don't know, just because weeds are so easy to grow. They'll grow really fast. Um, rather than flowers, which will only grow, like, one time. Okay, maybe that's, like, wrong with flowers. I'm not very much of a botanist, but... You know what I mean? I I think it's just a very easy thing to stop doing. Just to give bees that little extra pollen for the winter or whatever. Yeah, winter. Um, also, not in the article, but it was something that I was planning on doing it. When I, if I ever got a house, I was going to get rid of my lawn and change it with a clover lawn. Uh, we all know what clovers are, the plant. Sometimes they flower. Very nice. Um, but obviously I've seen a lot of people change their lawns to clover lawns uh, because it's better for bees. Uh, you don't need to cut it as often because they're just kind of clovers and they're very soft and you know, it still looks like a lawn. It's still, like, green. It was just a different alternative that was kind of better for the environment. I think they take less water than grass, but don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, I liked everything about the idea of having a clover lawn, but I also am a big fan of this idea of just letting dandelions grow. Um, so, yeah, you know, just think about that. If someone asks you, hey, go mow your lawns, be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you not care about bees? <laughs> you know, really pull that card on them. Another quote I can do. One from Cookie Monster. We all loved him. We all care him. And I think he deserved to have a, have a quote in my list. Today me will live in the moment, unless it's unpleasant, in which case me will eat a cookie. It's very him and it gives the same kind of message that I want to live by. I agree. Absolutely live in the moment. If the moment sucks, do something else and then live in that moment. It's how I'm going to translate it for Cookie Monster. Could be wrong. Maybe that's not what he meant. But uh, that is words to live by personally. i big fan of that guy. I think he's neat. Moving on. <laughs> To actual news, once again. So, you may have seen this in 2020, because uh, I, I definitely did. 
and I'm very excited for it. Uh, the world's biggest wildlife crossing is has started construction. Absolutely thrilled. So there is a freeway with ten lanes in Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles has you know a lot of diverse wildlife and native species in the ecosystem. So they are planning to br- build a big, just a huge bridge going across the top of it uh, for animals to safely cross. Uh, you know, the is this a forest? It's a forest with less trees. Fields? I don't know. Whatever Americans have. Uh, so the whole idea is that it's also a land bridge, so it won't so it like completely blends in with the surroundings as well. So, you know, the animals aren't going to be like freaked out from crossing it and they'll just be able to do it safely. Um, a lot of people may think like, oh, well, they just still cross the road itself. Uh, no. I mean, if you knew of a safer way of getting home than walking in the middle of the freeway, you'd kind of want to do that more. You know what I mean? Um, animals tend to figure it out. I just think I followed this when I saw the images of its planning come out, and I'm absolutely thrilled to see that they're starting construction, um, especially for the wildlife conservation there. And I know I haven't opened any articles about it, so I probably can't talk to her about it in too much detail because uh, I don't know that many details. But I know that all around the world there are different ways of, like, helping wildlife cross the roads in certain situations just because it's safer for them and for people in cars obviously here in new zealand we've got like pukeka crossing signs um every now and then not too bad because our roads aren't super busy i can't remember where it is but i did see one of a freeway that has frog fences so they have little tiny fences that they raise up on the edge of the freeway so frogs can't jump across and then at night someone takes them down and then plucks all the frogs that have been like sitting there all day and chucks them across the road (laughs) which i just think is very fun and cute um yeah i'm sure there's definitely more maybe i'll do an episode on it uh because i i love the idea of like incorporating uh just our modern technology with helping animals, especially since we technically did kind of ruin their homes. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. I like the fact that we're trying to fix it rather than just, like, stick with our ways. Another quote. You can't get rid of me. This one is Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. I love Adventure Time. Great show. 10 out of 10. Sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at something. Absolutely, 100% agree. Uh, And that's just kind of the way it is. I am definitely one of those people that when I try something, I I do want to give it up as soon as, like, I'm not immediately good at it. And I would like to point out something that my friend uh, once told me. My friend. It was Ebony. Ebony once told me uh, that... Most things that you think are talents aren't talents. They're just skills. And skills you can work on. Skills you can always improve and get better at. Uh, This occurred because I told Ebony how talented she was at drawing. Which she is. She's a very good artist. Um, She hates the word talented. She believes in skills. And it did give me just a different perspective of things. Because 
Yeah, a lot of things that you see as a talent is just a skill. Um, we just call it a talent because we don't think we can do it ourselves. Or at least that's my take on it. Um, so do with that knowledge with what you will. Um, I am going to keep trying to get better at things to actually gain skills. I have very little. This, thrilled about this news. Pokemon Go may alleviate some depression, says study. That makes it. I don't need to read the article. I can tell you exactly why. Uh, first of all, Pokemon Go, I loved the experience when it came out. It was absolutely brilliant. Loved the idea. I'm a huge Pokemon fan anyway. Uh, then it obviously dropped off because, you know, it wasn't fun anymore. It's definitely, like, still got a lot of people playing it and, like, uh, you know, like, a lot of people still play and interact, but it just wasn't as big as when it first came out. I don't need to read why it fixes depression and anxiety. I know. I have had depression uh, for many years of my life. I'm not ashamed to say it. And it it definitely did take control of my life. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news to those with depression. But exercise and taking a walk, it helps. I know. It sucks. And I definitely know that there are days uh, where you don't want to do that. And I completely agree. I don't like to push myself if I know it's just going to make me hate it more. But it does make me feel better if I do have a very anxiety-induced day. If I know I can get up and at least do something, it does make me feel better. And it also, very distracting, I cannot be depressed if I'm so angry that I'm out on a walk. Because boy howdy, Dunedin is covered in hills, and I hate that. But Pokemon Go makes a lot of sense for being able to help with depression, stress, and anxiety, because it's going outside, it's, uh, you know, searching for, like, even like going to a place that you haven't been before, it's already very distracting in of itself. Uh, so you don't have to focus on everything. And all you have to do is make sure that you're staying safe while doing this outdoor activity. And occasionally, there's actually socialization. <laughs> Again, very much rarer now that uh, no one really plays, but it was definitely a thing. And I'm pretty sure there are still groups that you can like go with uh, to just do the walk. Uh, yeah. Again, so sorry that I had to be like every doctor ever and tell you they're going outside is good for you, but it is. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not the best example because I still don't. And I still believe that if you really can't do it, don't push yourself if it's just going to make you feel worse. But Pokemon Go would definitely be a good way to get started if you did want that push anyway. Because uh, nothing else ever gave me that push. Never, like, the schedules, never the, like, the apps that are just like, if you don't go out now, this fake plant on your phone will die. It was Pokemon Go that did it, and it, it did work very well. Uh, I think I'm going to end it off with one of my favorite quotes. Uh, which is from The Simpsons. It is from Homer Simpson himself, uh, which no one saw coming. But The Simpsons are are my favorite show of all time, and I do really like this quote. You can't keep blaming yourself. Just blame yourself once and move on. I would like to let that sink in with everyone and, you know, just really think about it. 
blame yourself once and move on. I think it's just solid advice in any situation. If you're feeling embarrassed that you did something stupid, that sucks. Move on. Uh, Don't let things hold you back like that. Like, you can't just blame yourself for everything, Uh, especially when it's not your fault. I know I'm looking at you people with anxiety because that's me too. Looking at myself. Uh, You cannot blame yourself for everything. And if you do have to blame yourself, just do it once. You don't need to be hard on yourself. Anyway, that was a really emotional way to end it, but I still feel that was a good way to end it. So, I hope some of that news uh, just made you feel a little better and was like, wowee, that's neat. I definitely recommend looking for it. There's a website called goodnewsnetwork.org, which is where I got these articles. Um, especially if you actually wanted to learn more, because I did not give a good summary of any of these articles. Um, yeah, definitely remember to look those up. And also, you know, I the quotes I can't really say much about, except maybe pay attention to anything that they say. Sometimes they say something wildly profound that you didn't expect. Uh, so that was it for me. I'll see you guys next week with hopefully a better episode. <laughs> Bye! Thank you for listening to the Youth Impact on ORFM. Go out and find your impact. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.